I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Great, another broken white boy for us to fix. That's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. With great power comes great responsibility. I can do this all day. And what's up, y'all? And welcome to yet another episode of the yet-to-be-named MCU Podcast, brought to you from the good folks at For All Nerds. As you know, this is the podcast where we are discussing warm division from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Basie Basem, a.k.a. Brother Voodoo Child, a.k.a. Hey. I'm dreaming of a white vision, a.k.a. Oh. <laughs> Black Adam Warlock. We here. I'm dreaming. Yeah. You know, I got to sing it. Congratulations. That was great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> we here. And as always, I'm joined by. Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Agatha. Darkness is spreading. You got to put the stank on the darkness. Yep, there you go. The big stank on it. The stank <laughs> on the darkness. <laughs> and we are here, as y'all know, everybody, long-time listeners, new folks just joining us. This is, you know, For All Nerds. We bring you a WandaVision podcast every Monday morning. You can also catch us on Twitch.tv. That's Twitch.tv. Slash for all nerds, you can catch the live broadcast every Monday at 3 p.m., 2 p.m. We still working out the time, you know, it might get earlier because we mad late right now, you know, because that's why I'm saying just say Monday, just Monday, <laughs> just for it's coming out Monday, y'all know it's coming out yeah. Monday, no matter what. And if you're following us, you know, on Instagram, on Twitter, at for all nerds, you would know what time because we constantly update over there, so you can always find out the info, the news, everything else. Make sure you're following us. Twitch, I mean, twitch.tv slash for all nerds, Instagram and Twitter at for all nerds Mm -hmm. everywhere, you know, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. everywhere. And today we're here to talk episode four of WandaVision Mm -hmm. titled We Interrupt This Program. Uh, It's directed by, as usual, Matt Shackman. Mm hmm. Teleplay by Jack Schaefer, who uh, this is the woman who created, who really is the showrunner for the series. Yep. And the other writers include Bobak Esfarjani, mm-hmm. Megan McDonald, and Cameron Squires. There you go. And you want to run down the basic plot? Yeah. Right. So the basic plot is, it's the madness of the multiverse as we take a break from our usual programming to check in on the adventures of our new favorite dynamic duo, Darcy and Agent Wu. That's Dr. Darcy. There you go. The, the two attempt to find out exactly what has been going on for the last three episodes, not unlike your favorite yet-to-be-named MCU podcast has been doing, plus one of the coldest cold openings in television as Monica returns from being dusted and disgusted to find out that all is not right in Westview, or the world for that matter. Facts. Whew. All right. Um, you know, like... This was a Mad Tings episode. Yeah. Mad Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because we talked about last week how a lot of people have been complaining, so we're going to get right through that because this was that episode for everyone who thought this show had been moving too slow. Uh, Jack had even talked about how they understand that people think it's a slow show because they're used to the MCU doing things a certain way, and this was new for them, but... Not just that. It's exactly what I said an episode or two ago. This is... it's, It's giving me... 
2021 future privilege. Yeah. Like, I have to have all the episodes now. I need to know the whole plot yeah. now. I need to know all the theories now. No, you mm-hmm. don't. Let's back up. Let's go back to, to, to back in the day where you had to wait your ass a week to find out how the story was going to progress. And whether or not you was with it or not feeling the vibes, if you still wanted to learn about the story or wanted to learn about the characters, you was going to sit your ass there every week. Whether it was, you know, every Friday, you doing TGIF or whatever it is, you would sit there and learn. Because you're like, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm going to be invested in this show or these characters or these storylines or these arcs. And... That's how it was. Now, yes, now everyone's used to the whole Netflix give me everything right now, but I'm telling you, not everything has to be that way. Nah. And the like I and what I also said was, I think I said it even on Twitter, the fact is, especially because it's Marvel, not to say that they have no mistakes, but especially because it's Marvel, it's going to be worth it. All of this waiting and slowness, as people say, the payoff is going to be worth it. And we're already getting paid off, I feel, for episode four. Super, super paid off. And like you just yeah. said, uh, this weekend while also watching this, I went back and watched Thor The Dark World because I wanted to see Darcy come back. Oh, I hate that movie. It's not the best. Like I said, but let me, missed but, it. But yeah. that we, let me say, at the same time on cable this weekend, I also caught parts of Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield and Fantastic Four with Chris Evans and Silver Surfer. And oh, let's just Chris. say Thor The Dark World is still... You know what I mean? Like, you're still getting fed MCU content right there. That bonds it. Like, don't act like this is, you know... I could read the synopsis Don't act and like this good. is Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer is all I'm going to say. I'm not acting... Okay. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. For those like who that. were mad about the first three episodes, let's not act like this is, you know, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Because I just rewatched that, and it hurt. I will give you that. Yes. I will, and it, it hurt. hurt. Okay. I will give you that. It's not... It wasn't that terrible, but it still wasn't a good movie. And it definitely showed the hell was not a good MCU movie, I, Thor I, Dark World. I, I, I'll say it, it was, was not okay-ish. a good MCU movie. Ben, I mean, regardless of what you... I know you watched yep. it to so you can get some more... Some additional insight and just, you know, connect the dots mm-hmm. a little bit more. But I'm telling you, that's one MCU movie where you can read a uh, four-sentence synopsis and be good. Facts. You don't have to Facts. watch it. I cannot lie to that. But let's get into this episode. <laughs> the madness of the metaverse is our first theme. As just like we said, you know, this episode is pretty much a reflection of what we've been doing on this podcast, what every YouTuber has been doing, what all of Twitter, Instagram, everywhere has been doing, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what the hell has been going on. Agent Wu and Dr. Darcy come together the duo, uh, figure out that Wanda is projecting or someone is projecting this whole series that we've been watching onto the field that is surrounding this town. And they plug in, they tune in, they get invested. They put their theories up on the board. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it seems like what we've been doing right here. I was dying because I was just like, yo, this is wild accurate. Like, <laughs> like, you know how, what do they show when they show like the map of like a place and then they have all the pictures of all the people and all the lines that connect in the circles. Like that's <laughs> like, it's just like that meme. Like I, I felt like they were personifying us. Mm-hmm. And also we talk about the metaverse and the meta-ness of this episode because there's a lot of very breaking meta. of the fourth wall, like very literally and figuratively, like, as we've seen before, Wanda will look at the camera. I think Vision has one of the illest looks at the camera that we've seen yet at the end of this episode where he's like, yes. help, help me. <laughs> help, you know, help, like, me nigga. Help, help me, nigga. Help me. 
Bam. Yo, could you, could you could you imagine if Vision did that? Like with a do rag. Help me, nigga. Help, Help me. me. <laughs> um, shout out to Steph. I will for the with the Vision wearing a do rag. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate you. So we got a lot of the breaking of the fourth wall in that way. You know, we see everything from outside of a television screen that we've been seeing. You know, it's like we've seen this at we knew this was a show within a show, but we actually see people watching the show within the show, getting invested in the show, just like we've been. The mm-hmm. whole one of my like just had me crying was the fact that when Wanda throws Geraldine Monica up out of there, she goes through four separate walls. She goes out of Wanda's <laughs> house, she hits the fence, she hits another wall, and then she hits the force field. Four walls. Television show breaks the fourth wall the fourth of going wall. out of the television. That's actually a very clever I mean, well action and also a very clever observation from you. Thank you. Because it also feeds back into all of the literal things happening whenever Wanda uses her powers in this bubble. So like when she when her water broke and the water was actually coming out the the sky or the building or whatever the hell the water was fucking coming from. Who has sprinklers in their home? That's the other thing. Like the fuck that happened. It was like raining. It was like a, a rainstorm. But the point is things that are, you know, very literal interpretations of her powers and of the, her thoughts and of her feelings are happening. Mm-hmm. So for, for that to be happening, double entendre plus the reference of fourth wall breaking, just mwah, yeah. perfect. Okay, now, something that I want to talk about in regards to this, the watching of the show, right, in regards to Darcy and Wu watching it, there was the real obvious edits that Darcy caught, right, that we've seen before. Mm -hmm. When Wanda rewinds time, is like, nah, I'm good on that. Let me do a different route. Mm -hmm. You know, choose your own adventure. You know, she looks ahead to that page, and it's like, ah, I don't think so. You know, Yeah, like, I don't know. (laughs) What was the other choice? She's cheating a little bit. Oh, oh, go to page 78? No, that, uh, let me uh, me go to 45. Oh, yeah, there we go. You was cheating on those, on those. Bam, I used to, I mean, I love me some choose your own adventure. I I read all them shits. I cheated my way through every single one I ever read. (laughs) This is like the Bandersnatch. Yo, there's a classic one. This is so off the track, but there's a Bandersnitch, Bandersnatch, whatever that show that movie was called. There's a classic one where your character is trying to reach Nirvana, right? And Uh so to achieve Nirvana, you know, you can't really make any choice. So the trick was it was just two pages in this book where you had to cheat to get to it. Well, that's different. Yeah, it was ill. So anyway, but about the editing of this show, right? Because this show right here, this mm-hmm. podcast, don't need some editing after I, well, all that little adventure we just went on. Mm-hmm. The editing of this show is ill, right? We see the big edits that Wanda's been doing, and they see these same big edits. But when I'm watching it today, when Geraldine is delivering the baby on the show, we don't see the moments where I was talking about last week where Geraldine seems to switch to Monica, where she's like, you could do it, you could do it. You know, we just see. Oh, we saw those. No, you see the moments where Geraldine is still being Geraldine, like push now. Now time's the time to push. You don't see. But she actually. You do. No, I I watched it again today just to make sure it is. You see the moments, but it's specific moments that you don't see. Now I might be bugging. You know, I I think. But no, but watch. I'm not saying that I'm bugging in the fact that those moments aren't in there because those moments aren't in there. You can go watch. I I went and rewound. Then I went back to that old episode to watch those moments again just to make sure. Episode three. three. Yeah, well, I mean, one episode ago, I said, like, that old episode, like, it was long ago. <laughs> okay. But no, that look, those moments ain't in there. Now, I might be bugging as to the intentionality of all that, but, I, you know, I'm learning that this show seems to be very intentional over all its choices. 
Absolutely. Now, that specific moment you're talking about mm-hmm. when, when Geraldine says, when Wanda says, I can't do this, and Geraldine says, yes, you yep. can, She they do show that in episode three. Yes, not in episode they do. four. That's what I mean. When Darcy oh, okay. and them you're are talking about it. in episode four, yes. it skips. Okay. Yes. Okay. Of course, I That's saw what? it in episode three. I was talking about that last week. Okay. I, I was confused at which one you were oh, talking yeah, about. No, so no, you're saying yeah. the version that Darcy in episode four, they don't ever see Geraldine flip to Monica at all. They, Except for, don't they see when the Ultron moment? That's the moment. The Ultron yep. moment, right? When she and when when she says, "Oh, Wanda, don't be like that." Yep. And then it's like, okay. "Nah, I'm good. Cut all that out." So that leads to question: Who is behind this, right? All right, I'm gonna immediately say at the end when she's like, "It's all Wanda. That's just the biggest fake out ever, and it's a ridiculous, obvious fake out. No damn way. No. I don't think it's all Wanda. I mean, Wanda at all." Right. Yep. Um. I mean, like, like that's a question, right? As you said, the show itself is heavily edited mm-hmm. depending on who the audience yep. is. When we're watching it just from the perspective of the real life audience watching a Disney Plus show, as you say, there's certain things we see that perhaps the agents are not seeing. Yep. Dr. Darcy and them are not seeing. There's also certain um, things that they've seen so far that we have not seen. Yes. And that's the other part of it. So that's also part of the mind fuck, right? Yep. Like who is editing what? And, you know, as you said, is it all just Wanda? Is she hiding these true details or is there someone else also helping or hindering the, the, the entirety of this anomaly? Like, who, like, obviously Wanda is controlling it and they've been saying it's all her. Even Monica says it's all Wanda, it's all Wanda. But as we said in our last review, is Wanda also being manipulated to stay in this bubble? Is she being manipulated to help maintain the bubble? And so on and so forth. We know that people, i.e. Agnes and even Herb, are helping to maintain the bubble, but to what end? Are they doing it just to keep Wanda together? Are they doing it at the behest of another townsperson, another character that's there? What's happening? Oh. Are they doing it, as you say, because they're scared of what might happen? Like, you know, the children, would you say that, that children, not children of the corn, that boy, that movie you said? Oh, no, <laughs> Twilight Zone episode. The- okay, Twilight Zone episode. Are they doing it because they're scared that if they don't listen, they're going to get yeeted out of existence? What's happening? Because what happened to the beekeeper? Did that man get yeeted up out of existence? That's, and that was one of my questions. And, and that's how we all saw during that actual episode where, like she just, re- I don't know if she, re- if that was when she rewound it or is she just skipped the frames. But either way, she made it, she meaning Wanda, just made it like it never happened. Yes. But what is that, where did the guy go? Because you never hear of him coming back. In episode four, they never mentioned him coming nope. back. They say that, you, you see that when he comes back, you know, his rope is cut. So what's, where'd he go? Uh, he did out of existence. That's why I'm like, the fuck? We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it soon. And but you also these talked are, about real quick the idea of her making it. I mean, of her maintaining it. Or is it because someone wants her to have these babies? But also, who led to her creating it? Right. You know? Again, I'm sticking with my theory, which is uh, which is parallel to the House of M, which is she was just Wanda was fucking fed up. Uh, she had besides just being just on it, and I don't think fed up is like a low level thing. Mm-hmm. But besides being fed up. She was traumatized. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of traumatizing, traumatized grief that she holds. The fact that, you know, as we said before, um, Vision died twice. She had to watch this happen. She had to fight Thanos of all motherfuckers she had to fight. I mean, literally moving heaven and earth and reality itself was shifted twice. Once when Thanos did this snap and again when the Tony did this mm-hmm. snap. So... I just think it was just all of this. It was just too much. And she's doing this to protect herself. Now, again, that's if you're 
riding along that wave of House of M wave. Mm-hmm. It, to your point, it could be that and combination things, but it could also be someone just, it could be someone reading into that, reading into her grief and her sorrow and all that stuff and giving her what she wants, quote unquote. Also, lest we forget, right, Wanda also lost her brother. Wanda lost her brother, yes. Ultron, right? Immediately, I mean, this all takes place in the space of a few years, except for the last part of this, right? Her brother gets killed right in the Civil War, branded a criminal, et cetera, et cetera, all this mad drama. Then, you know, after that, Thanos attacks, boom, Vision dies. She gets, all right, Vision dies. This is how it goes down. Vision dies. Maybe two minutes later, she gets snapped out of existence, right? Five years later, she gets snapped back into existence, realizes Vision is still dead, has to go fight Thanos, you know? The whole world gets everybody back except for her. She doesn't get Vision or Petro back. Has to go fight Thanos. And then this takes place, as we learn in this episode, three weeks afterwards. So three within the space of three weeks, Wanda goes, figures out, okay, fuck, you know, no, the people I love haven't come back. What can I do about this? Yeah. My theory, like you said, is House of M type thing. But I do believe that Agnes, Agatha, Harkness, someone teaches or helps her. It's like, you can use magic. I can show you the way. You know, yeah. and, and, and then they show her emotionally, yes, emotionally broken, a broken, and it's understandable. And we, and that was why I love seeing the blip in this episode, and because they played it so much for laughs before in Spider Man Far From Home, but in this episode, you see how ridiculous and how terrifying, how disorienting everything it would be for these people just to suddenly pop back in five years later, and for Wanda to pop back in, see everybody like, oh, you know, I got my people back. Hawk, I was like, oh, my family's here. You know, she's like, well, what about me? Yep. <laughs> and and what you're saying actually goes right into the next mm-hmm. theme of who are you? You make an excellent point and something we've talked about on the For All Nerds podcast for a few years, actually, about how cavalier they made it seem about people getting blipped and then coming mm-hmm. back. How, yeah, some of it's done for comedic effect, but we always ask not to be a wet blanket, but w- you and I always ask the serious questions like, well, what the hell? What did happen to people? And what happens when they when they came back? Like, how did that affect your life? Like, we talk, like we use the example of imagine a husband or wife got blipped, and you know their their significant other moved on after that five years, and they show up. Yeah, yeah. What that? And what if that that person had you know another child yeah. and moved on and all yeah. that stuff? Then what happens to that person? Like, it's like it sounds funny, yeah, but it's also very serious. Like children who've been blipped, right? You the the the, the parent or whoever thinks that person's gone forever dead mm-hmm. like think about in real life missing persons when the child's gone for like 20 years and they find the child and you know they're grown and stuff but it's just like do you know it's all these questions in your head right do you know that person anymore does that person know you anymore does it matter does it is, is it like they've never existed at that point like it's just it's such a mental strain so it was interesting to watch that as you say the the, the disorientation of it the the it was it was it was terrifying to be quite honest with you. Me watching these people fucking f- <laughs> infinity fade and reverse back into existence, running around in a hospital, just it was fucking wild as shit. And I loved it. Loved it. Loved it so much. It was, I mean, from the opening moments, and if you listen very closely as Monica's reforming, you hear snippets of audio from of her memories yeah, from Captain Marvel when she was a child. Yeah, so you hear her basically coming back in. You hear her. Lieutenant Trouble. I actually meant to make that one of my other AKAs, Lieutenant Good Trouble. There you go. Hey, hey. I like that. Hey, like that. So, Damn, I want that so bad now. Uh, Shit. 
gotta gotta get to him quick. Gotta get to yeah. it right. So so Lieutenant Good Trouble, you noticed yep. that you ha- she the memory that what sounded like which was really clips from Captain Marvel mm-hmm. movie, but it was memories from Monica as a child yeah, coming back together. that were th- that were coming back together as her essence was reforming. Now I have a question about that. The fact that you know this particular and I know people are reforming all over the world, yep. but in this particular sense. We find out, you see Monica running around. She, some, she runs into some doctor that actually knows her, which is her mother's doctor. Mm-hmm. And she's running around. She's like, yo, where's my mom? She, when Mon- excuse me, when Monica showed up, she was next to an empty bed. She finds this doctor. She knows, yo, where's my mother? The doctor's like, you know, she says stuff. But then she says, yo, your mother died mm-hmm. three years ago. And that gave me a question, like, why did Monica blip back to the hospital? Because that's where is Monica there- was at. When she blipped out. Was she? Yes. Because that's what the part I'm not clear on. Because okay. the doctor said, oh, your mother died three years ago, and that was two years after you disappeared. Yes. Now, what Monica says is, how can that be? Because the last time I spoke to you, you said my mother, she said that, oh, her um her cancer went away. Yep. You know, she said Fair she margins. was, the, no, the, the, the surgery went good, the cancer went away. Yep. Is Monica, is the timeline then that that action happened, and then, Monica left the hospital and then disappeared? No, the timeline is that Monica was sitting next to her mom in the hospital and the blip happens and she vanishes. So the blip happens after she learns that the surgery went fine? Yep. Okay. And then she reappears in the hospital. Okay, I wasn't 100% sure about that. Thank you. All right, so that's one of the things about who are you. Another big one that is something that, you know, it's one of the big mysteries of this episode is that we start to get into, I mean, of this whole series we start to get into is Agent Wu is investigating a missing persons case. His missing persons case is a person who was in the witness protection program. So his first instinct is to call up everybody who knows the witness because he figures this person just skipped town, whatever. No one even remembers this person. They don't mm-hmm. even know this person exists. That's what I'm saying. I want to be clear. It's not just me- rem- it's not memory. Yeah. It's they never had a memory of the pro- yeah. or, or according to this, what, what Wu is saying. They that person never existed to them. Yes, this person does not exist. The person's been wiped off the face of the planet. So this person, so Wu goes to this town looking for this person, where he's where this witness is supposed to be at. Right, goes to this place mm-hmm. looking for this person. Can't seem to get into the town. Runs into these cops who say that they're not from Westview, but they're from Eastview. They mm-hmm. also come off real weird, like they're from the past. They talk about him like a G-man. Which is like the old school yeah. term for old school government. way to say FBI yeah. goons. Yeah, or whatever. super old school, like 1920s. Like, hey, because I, I googled that, I was like, "What's G man?" Yeah. And every reference was from like the 40s yep. or the 50s. Yeah. I was like, "Who talks like that?" Yeah. So they say they're from Eastview, now from Westview. They drive off. They don't go into the Westview that we've been seeing, right? So, mm-hmm. who is this missing person, right? Because this is what pretty much sets it off. Because this person goes missing. The FBI calls up Sword. Sword sends uh, agent, I mean, chief, acting chief director, Wayward Hayward over here. Wayward Hayward? Yeah, Wayward (laughs) Hayward over here sends Monica specifically. Like, specifically is like, yo, you go down there and handle this. Right after you come back from the blip. Even though I'm head of Sword, I got all these people at, you know, my disposal. You specifically go over here and handle this, right? Yeah. And then she gets sucked in, and here we are now. So who is this original missing person is my question. Right. Now, what does it also relate to? Oh, there we go. 
um, the fact that everybody cannot remember uh, this missing person relates to in the comic books when Wanda's kids get reabsorbed into Mephisto. Long story. Right, because hopefully you've been listening story. to these other episodes. So I explained well, that before. Just in short, yeah. we explained last episode that in the comic books, and this is going to be very brief in the comic books, mm-hmm. these children that Wanda created have pieces of Mephisto soul. Yes. That's all y'all need to know right now. Then they get absorbed back into Mephisto, who is the devil, right? Yes. Agatha Harkness casts a spell on everyone on Earth to make them forget that these kids ever existed. Because she's trying to keep it under wraps. Yes. To keep it away from Wanda. To keep it away from Wanda and for keep Wanda from being fed up, as we said earlier. That's some powerful fucking magic. You can make everyone on Earth the billions. Yes, forget. The trillions? The billions. The billions. The billions. You make, I mean, really? Yes. What is Earth's population? What is Earth's population? Let's look that up real quick. And while you're looking that up, I'll go into some more of this theory, right? Because in this episode, something that bugged me out is when we finally do see Geraldine and Wanda have their confrontation at the end. Geraldine, Monica, whatever you want to call her, had a confrontation at the end. Wanda does a lot of big magic, throws Geraldine through through four, four walls, all kind of madness goes on. The kids make no noise until she turns back around after fixing the walls and starts paying attention to them. Or after she turns around, calms down, then she, her focus isn't on this drama anymore and the kids are there. Right. And to me, that that is congruent with my last theory in the mm-hmm. last episode, our last review episode about action and things happening based on proximity to Wanda. Like when people touching Wanda and then knowing their names mm-hmm. or knowing how to continue. Um, there was a section you mentioned. I mean, even though vision is, is of Wanda's doing like vision, touching other people and then they figuring out who they are and what they do. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, it's, but it's all connected to Wanda. Like nothing moves, even though some of the characters say to the contrary, it doesn't seem like anything happens unless they're near Wanda or Wanda dictates it. Vision seems to break the spell while Wanda seems to cast the spell to everybody. Mm, near Yeah. Logic versus magic versus magic. Yeah. And also machinery that goes back to the comic books. When the reason why her kids, uh, when they first noticed that there was something wrong with the kids was that the kids would vanish whenever Wanda wasn't thinking about them or whenever she wasn't near them. So that's what we're seeing in this show. I think that was a big hint right there because they straight up, she is having an argument with this woman and they make no noise. I was also trying to peep if you can see the crib in the background from the shots and it should be in one shot and I feel like you can't see it. It, can't you see a little bit of it like when she's piecing the walls back together oh no then it? yeah maybe but i'm talking about yeah. when they're arguing i did not see it now once again i might oh, be yeah. bugging or i might be intentional you know take that what you yeah. will there yeah um yeah like i said agnes has some big magic there's 7.8 billion approximately there people in the world so all them mm-hmm. all them um that should work too for a that minute shit is wild yeah. um and then also just wrapping up the, the who are you theme. Um, you know, obviously all of the names of the people we're learning, the townspeople in Westview, who they actually are. Um, and, you know, whether or not they're, they're also considered missing persons. And then Wanda even asking Geraldine, who are you, before she eats her out of the <laughs> bubble. So, who are you? Uncle Phil, your ass up out of here. <laughs> she definitely did. Uh, okay, so another major theme is obviously... The altering of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've all, we've all generally known. We've used different terms for it, but we've all known that 
Westview slash WandaVision is an alternate reality of sorts. It's an illusion. Um, and that, uh, you know, in this case, Wu calls it an anomaly. Uh, and we learn that that anything that enters the anomaly gets changed or masked to fit the current time period or that episode that Wanda is in. And I thought it was interesting that I just realized that, like, the term episode, they say when people are having mental breakdowns, they go through episodes. Mm, there you go. So each episode of the show could be an episode of a mental breakdown. Who knows? But as I mentioned, things change. So How many episodes are there? There's nine but there's eight, so yeah, okay, no, I'm not, it, I'm not it's, doing It's this. a lot, <laughs> but I just, <laughs> we're not going to do the math on that, yeah. but but it, it's all parallel. Um, things that change, um, that sword drone is, and I remember I, I remember seeing it when, when Monica was holding it, it was very futuristic, it's 2020, but futuristic, uh, comparatively speaking, but when it enters the universe, the WandaVision universe, it becomes that old school toy helicopter. Yep. Um, with with actual with you know all sorts of propellers and all sorts of stuff, the sword agent that goes through the sewers in a hazmat suit that that sword hazmat suit he ends up on the other side as a beekeeper. Still sword though. Still sword. The toy helicopter still has the sword symbol. So what all she does she doesn't necessarily change the entire. She changes the appearance, but not necessarily the composition of it. Like the helicopter is still a helicopter. You know, instead of a drone, it's a helicopter. Instead of a hazmat suit, it's a beekeeper suit. But it's still generally the same vibe. Um, the steel cable that's tied around the sword agent, when he gets past that barrier, it becomes that old school jump rope. Mm-hmm. And then when they, and then when the agents are trying to reel him back in, they get the end, end of the jump rope. Like, what the fuck is this? You also see Wanda's chaos magic, the red energy around yes. the jump rope, just like you see when Monica exits through the yeah. field. And notice that it progresses because in the previous episode, when she uses her chaos energy, is red smoke. When she, for example, when she's trying to get rid of the stork, is red smoke. Mm-hmm. In this episode, it looks more like the traditional MCU chaos magic with the, you know, more red energy fields and things like that. Also, when Monica got thrown out last episode, it looked straight up like the red energy fields. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, we've talked about it uh, uh, just a while ago, but Ooh, you know, Wanda. A point on that real quick. Yeah, the red ahead. energy fields only appear when the perspective of the camera shifts to widescreen 16 by 9 action. The smoke appeared when it was still looking like an old school television. Ah, because that was their, old that was their the effects. The effects are always old yeah, school that's until old school she effects. goes into the reality of the MCU. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, she went from that cute I Dream of Genie style magic mm-hmm. to big magic. Big, <laughs> big red magic. Yeah, big red. Um, Oh, double entendre there. So, yeah, um, we mentioned this before, but it's either Wanda or someone else is censoring her own show, her own broadcast, whenever things happen that break the illusion. So the examples we have are like when Agent Wu goes, um, gets through to Wanda on that radio broadcast, Wanda breaks, the glass breaks in Dottie's hand, and the the scene skips frames like something being deleted. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, again, we're going to talk about this later about who Dottie really is, but at least in that scene, it seems like Dottie becomes lucid and says Wanda, says to Wanda, who are you? But she's been like, that's the thing. She's leaning on Wanda, then Wanda makes the glass break and then rewinds it. Yeah. Or edits yeah. it. Or, yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah when... Another example, when Vision realizes... Every time Vision realizes something's not right, he's about to say some wild shit, Wanda rewinds the scene. Or mm-hmm. she skips the frames and he... Re says like he he uses new lines, yep. and again it's it's very it's deliberately like abrupt. It's like jump cuts. Like if you watch a YouTube video, people use jump cuts all the time. Mm-hmm. They use it for comedic effect. They just use it for style effect. But it's obvious that 
an edit was made. Um, and then finally, when Wanda says no upon seeing the beekeeper, you see the frame skip again or she rewinds it. It's another deletion. And as we asked earlier, does that mean the agent is dead? Uh, and the only reason why I ask is because the only person we see go in and return after she was forcibly removed is, is Monica. I doubt he's dead. I just think we haven't seen he's what just, happened to him yet. Just, he's a tree now? Like, what's oh, happening? Oh, no, something he's... worse. You know, something like he, he might turn into a swarm, like we were saying, or I don't know. Who knows? You know, but like we say, if that turned, which are some theories, if that turned uh, Monica into Captain Marvel, you know, if that gives her the photon, the spectrum abilities, which we kept seeing reference in this ep episode as well, the name photon mm -hmm. and spectrum is referenced uh, a couple of times, both yeah. AKAs of Monica. So if that was what gives her her powers, is the no giving this dude some powers? I don't know. It's so, you know, and this is unrelated, but when I said that she turned him to a tree, I thought of Scarlett Johansson. So that's a... <laughs> I missed do you it. Once, do you remember Scarlett Johansson was like, I should be able to oh, play anything I didn't know in the she world. said a tree. <laughs> she did. <laughs> the great furs of the West. Black Widow. But anyway. Black, Black Widow. Oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, uh, it is what it is. Uh, in terms of also altering reality, this, now this is a point of contention. Not contention, but this is a point of debate between Ben Amin and I. Mm. What is Westview, New Jersey? Mm. Okay. Now, when in this episode, we see that the townspeople that are identified, their real names, the, all their driver's licenses say their residence is Westview, New Jersey. It's also very How, obscure just to make it very difficult whether to see if it's Westview or Eastview. Right. However, when Wu is talking to the cops, the cops essentially, the cops basically say there's no such place as Westview. Yep. And they say that they are from Eastview. Mm -hmm. And then also within an anomaly, we've went back and watched all the episodes. It seems like no one mentions Westview by name except for Dottie mm -hmm. inside. And 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 yeah. So my our point is: is it the cops and everyone else that's brainwashed or lost memory, or is it the idea that Westview really doesn't exist and it's just a mirror image of Eastview? Like, is Eastview the real town that? Wanda just modeled Westview off of and then she she made up this make-believe place which is what I was leaning towards but then Ben was like well what if it's really the cops that their memory has been messed with the cops is what really throws me off completely right the town it's not just the cops it's also remember how Wu said his his person who went into witness protection that their family never heard of them yeah but, but the, how could that be it's the cops saying they're from Eastview that throws me off right because the town Westview seems to be the place it seems to be a town Westview because Wu and them can see the licenses. They're outside of this field. They see the licenses of Westview. But have the licenses also been But it's outside part. of the... Oh, but you're right because once... It's outside, but... Uh, Monica, once she comes outside, her clothes are changed and her hair is still changed. Well, Monica comes out, what gets, gets, gets thrown, as you say, Uncle Phil out the universe. She still has her old school clothes and hair and all that. Yep. So she's been changed. So that means... As we know, Wanda can alter reality regardless if she's in a bubble or in real world. And, th and this is what's interesting because it also reminds me of Inception, where like you're, there's different levels of reality mm. and what is real on those levels. Mm. So that's why I'm saying like this is kind of a, a, a not a, a debate point for the both of us because we're trying to figure out is Westview real and she's just taking it over or is Westview completely made up? And where do those cops come from? Because they don't seem to go into the town. They seem to drive off in the opposite direction. Yeah. They say they're from Eastview. They talk like they're from 1940s. They look at them crazy because they have an Asian man and a black woman standing in front of them. It's interesting. 
That one, that that's what throws me off completely right. on this episode. I know such a minor detail in it, right? Messed me up. Well, it's 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 actually a major detail because the the re- other reason why I was leaning on that there's no such place as Westview and that it's just kind of a mirrored altered reality is that because this this anomaly, it's enveloped in an energy field that's made of high, as Dr. Darcy says, high portions of CMBR. Mm-hmm. They say CMB. CMB- CMBR is cosmic microwave background radiation. It's electromagnetic radiation, which, as Doctor, excuse me, uh, Director Hayward says, is a remnant from the early stages of the universe. So the Big Bang happened. It was this huge explosion that has all this energy and compositions and all sorts of things. And millions, trillions of years later, it's still available. Um, That's that radiation tells us the age and composition of the universe. Also, in the Marvel universe, the Big Bang is what created the Infinity Stones. The Infinity, the Big Bang, as uh, doc, not Doctor, as Wong tells us in uh, <laughs> one of Wong. those movies. Yeah, your man Wong. In his only <laughs> useful man. time, you know. Uh, Wait, he wanna, who all going to be there, Wong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who all going to be there, Wong? Is uh, he said he explains that after the Big Bang, the Infinity Stones came out of the Big Bang. Also, okay. that Wanda, as we all know, is created by the Mind Stone, or her powers mm-hmm. are amplified by the Mind Stone. Amplified by the Mind Stone. Yeah. Well, we that's she so, had the. Re- I mean, she has powers of the Reality Stone. She has powers of all the stones. That's the that point. Too. But we don't know exactly how she got her powers. Is Wanda and Petra mutants, like as we know them from the comics, or yeah. we don't know yet. Whatever. Right. But we do know that she has her powers from the Infinity Stone, so her powers would emit this type of cosmic microwave background radiation, which also forms the. It's also uh, the radiation that forms this field that has this television or has these longer wavelengths, as Darcy yeah. describes them, which form the television show that and- we've been watching. And that very word you use, form, yes. I'm thinking forming of a universe, forming of matter, of things, which is why I'm like, this is a made-up place. The other reason why I thought that is because when the sword agents are trying to like get some visuals on the place, they say they're running radar, which is electromagnetic waves, mm-hmm. LIDAR, which uses lasers, yep. SODAR, not sonar, but SODAR, which measures the scattering of sound waves, and infrared, which measures electromagnetic radiation. That tech picks up Zero visual when they scan so this anomaly. nothing in Westview? When they scan the anomaly, they can't see jack shit. When they scan the anomaly using these four technologies, they can't see anything. Okay, now, the, there, wait. There, there's another question, right? They have mm-hmm. licenses of all these people, driver's license of all these people. But, yeah. it, but these people, no one has any memory of these people or these people? That's what my question was earlier. Yeah, because that, that wasn't really clear. I don't clear. know. Yeah, that wasn't really clear. People and, have and memory that's, of these people. And that's why these little details are important yeah. because that's when we're trying to figure out what what's what with this place, right? Mm-hmm. We know the place is strange, but what's exactly strange about it? Um, Which leads into the next theory. Or, right. I mean, so, so, <laughs> so all of these texts, none of this tech gives any visuals into what's going on inside the bubble. Yes, in the daytime when they're standing outside the bubble, you can see that it's a town, a little small town that has a sign that says 2,800 people, whatever, how many people live there. But that's it. You don't know what, you don't see anybody walking around. Mm-hmm. You don't see no kids, dogs, cats, nothing. Still no kids too. Nothing. Still no kids. But what you, they are able to get a visual, Dr. Darcy is, when they pick up the only old school analog signal, which is a broadcast frequency that's being sent out. 
which to me is Wanda re- also meaning re- Wanda's rejecting the present time and reality and continuing to build up this this bubble world. Um, and also, like I said, it's only this analog signal that is able to get picked up. You see Darcy asked for a real old school TV that has the, the rabbit ears that can actually pick up those signals and all that stuff. Any digital signal doesn't work. So what does that mean? It's um, analog. It's only uh, able to be perceived by people or things with a soul. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that's just something to throw out there. Let y'all chew on that. As Ben Ami said, that takes us into our next theme, which is just the theme of theories. We've been talking theories this entire time of this podcast, but it's very prevalent in this episode because we get a, 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 a manic white boy situation. Yes, we do. We get to see Agent Wu putting up the same whiteboard that many of us have in our homes. Mine is actually <laughs> right off camera. You can't see it, but it's right over there. I do have a whiteboard up that has theories on it. And on this whiteboard, we see many of the same theories that we've all talked about and that people have been talking about everyone has been talking about why are the sitcoms why is this Darcy asked why is it changing from the 60s 70s to the 80s is it just for my entertainment you know all these questions are asked (laughs) also on the whiteboard we get to see a lot of info or some information that we are not privy to as far as the viewing audience like Mm -hmm. one of the big ones for me was your man Norm and Abelash is his real name right when um, they put up notes on Abilash. Abilash. They put up notes. Abilash Tandon. Abilash Tandon. They put up notes on everyone as they're putting up their driver's license. If you pause it on Abilash, his has the most information as far as there are some notes that there's things that mm-hmm. we have not seen. And the notes basically say that when Vision awakens Abilash, and I think this is going to happen next episode because in the trailer we've seen Vision awakening people when he touches them, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But when he awakens them, Abalash asks about his father and his sister, and he's worried right. about them. Right? Why would he do that? <laughs> because his father and his sister aren't in this town, and he's like, "Where the hell are they then? And where am I? And, and what where is going am on? I? And why is this gray dead man touching me? It's it's a lot. And and again, does he see Vision as a gray dead man? Is the question there? <laughs> There's a theory that Wu puts up about scrolls. Yep. Which love it because okay, again, that that references back to Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and that whole situation. And also Sword would be very knowledgeable of scrolls at this point. And it also see shield, but really yeah. sword. And it also shows you that even the FBI is aware of scrolls at this point and mm-hmm. considers them a potential enemy. Absolutely. Um and you actually mentioned it with the gray the gray dead vision. Okay, the theory, uh, is Vision dead or alive? Mm. Everyone outside the anomaly says that, you know, or asks, wasn't he dead? Isn't he dead? He he was not part of the blip. He's dead, dead. Yep. But there he is on screen. So is this part of Wanda's hex powers again? Just the illusion she's pulling up? Did she reanimate him from the dead? If you're using the old school comic book powers of Wanda, who the fuck knows? Um, and then the, the one of the um, really amazing but also kind of scary horror scene where towards the end of the episode, when Vision comes in talking to Wanda, his dead version of himself is there. Like all the color out of his face and eyes. You see the stone in his forehead is smashed up. It's exactly how he looked when when Thanos, you know, put his paws on him. So 
even worse though was like his eyes move and everything as he's talking. So not only is it this dead gray vision with his skull caved in, you know, his eyes, his mm. lips, everything, he's absolutely moving and talking. And Wanda sees this, right? Wanda sees this dead vision, reacts to him, and then looks up again and has changed him back to the red vision. Or yeah. is she seen through the spell as well? Is she glamored up, you know, is, like is everyone she else? Seen through the spell, or is it similar to her child where if she's not paying attention to it, it turns or giving back it energy, it turns vision. back to the truth. Also, the is everyone else in this town just like when he rolled up to the meeting, are they like, oh, here's that dead dude again. Oh, <laughs> we got to sit here and act like he ain't Not dead. that dead dude. Oh, this is hard. Like, how does he appear to other people? Yes. I mean, so you also, now you're bringing in a new theory. Like, are people just playing along or does yeah, he really? I mean, they're, they're he, but he's changing actors. his appearance, but. Yeah, they all just like, wow, you know, this dead dude really <laughs> think he's fooling us over here. But, oh, God, this is horrible. It's all, it all depends on your point of view, right? Yeah, it really uh, does. This show does that does that very strongly in terms of point of view. Things are different depending on the angle you're looking at it in, depending on whose eyes you're looking at it through, whose thoughts are being processed. It's, things can come up differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other theme we we noticed was the the Wizard of Oz theme. Again, this keeps coming up in so many amazing shows we've been watching over the last year, uh, year and a half. Um, there's no place like home. In this, Director Haywood talks to Monica when she comes back from the blip. He says, I know Sword is your home. In episode three, Agnes warns Vision that Geraldine has no home. Um, now, is this a reference that, you know, for the few years, Monica technically didn't exist since she was blipped? Or are they just saying she doesn't belong here? Like, what does that mean? That's a good question. Also about that, Monica does not remember anything from her five years of being blip, which was Why would she? <laughs> because what if, like, a lot of theories where the people were in the Soul Stone, you know. But why would they remember that? Who knows? You know, they got adventures at the Soul Stone. I don't know, you know, like, <laughs> they would just sleep, no, you know, like. It's it, to me. You when don't even get, dream? I always understood that, my understand, personal understanding is that when people got blipped, or as we call it on Four All Nerds, Infinity Faded, they whether they went to Soul Stone or wherever, they were just in stasis. Like they yes. were just in some negaverse essentially that they they did not exist nor did they did they did and did not exist. They were Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat. They were they were dead and alive at the same time. They were just in again, like I said, in stasis, just floating in the nethers. And which to me made sense why when they came back, they just started off where they left off. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone, if you knew, like, when you got blipped, you was driving your car. And that's another thing. If you got blipped and you was driving a car, the car ones. probably crashed, I guess. When you blipped, did you blip back to that car? Bad ones. What if you blip into the highway and you just stand you there on the highway? The, the, and then whap, you know, oh, <laughs> well, well, you, you, you know. you were driving along the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you're, you're and you blipped the into the ditch your car went into. Your, your rain at the top was short but my leprechauns. But fan. that's also why I was asking, why did Monica come back to the hospital? You said it's because that's where she got blipped. Yes. So, and, and, but, but because of that theory of people returning back to where there was, I'm like, is it, do, are they just returning back to where they were? Wherever you were on the plane. You just you you couldn't have come back on the plane. No, you come back. It's not even in the same place. You're not coming back to air. Do people come back to where they were, or do people come back to where they have the most emotional significance? Okay, the Russos, because they've talked about this, you know, they were like trying to make it all sweet and nice. So they and they knew it didn't make no sense. (laughs) It didn't make no sense, but they said like, okay, if you were on a plane, you would appear on the ground. You know, you wouldn't just appear. Just where? So if I was flying over fucking Russia, I would just appear somewhere in the cornfields in Russia, or somewhere. 
you know, where you would be able to survive, I would hope. Because otherwise, what if you appear in you know, Siberia? Just, you a rat. Sure, son. I understand surviving, but it's just like, all right, so like right now, it's a fucking snowstorm. I just show up in the fucking field somewhere in the middle of a snowstorm. Tight. It's tight. With wearing the clothes I was wearing? It's tight. You was headed to Jamaica, too? <laughs> tight. Fucked. Like, okay, I show up, but no harm done to me. But then, my nigga, I'm wearing fucking baseball, basketball shorts and a t-shirt. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Tight. Look, talk in a snowstorm. Whole- Anyway, yeah. that's that's beyond the point. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the question I had. Um, mm-hmm. Back to that whole no place like home Wizard of Oz reference. At the end of episode four, Vision tells Wanda that they don't have to stay. They can go anywhere. Wanda responds, no, we can't. This is our home. Well, Further right pressing there. upon the fact that WandaVision universe is an illusion. As she knows that there's no way he can go anywhere else because if he does, he doesn't exist. Yo, my so man looked mad hurt, son. He didn't look mad hurt. Mad but, hurt. He but, was but, like, what? No. But also that means he's dead. She knows he's dead. Yes. He's not real. This is a made-up fucking place. Uh, the last... This don't really hurt if the show ends with Vision dead again. <laughs> he's going to die three be... times. <laughs> Listen. Three the... times? Three times. Um, the last Wizard of Oz reference is Wanda herself. She's the Wicked Witch of the West view. Mm, very well done there. Why All did right. you not use that as your I'm AKA? about to. That's my AKA now. Okay, there we go. Thank Wicked you. Wish of the Westview. Uh, yes. She's a witch. Ooh, she's a witch. She's the red witch. She has many different names in the comics, mm. but people often refer to her as a witch. She has hex powers. I mean, she powers. is Scarlet Witch. She, she's Sc- Scarlet Witch. She yeah. deals with, as I said, it's a hex powers, but that's the devil in them, okay? That's the devil in them. That's Mephisto in them. Can't nobody tell me otherwise. Is that like the reverse of the God in me, the devil in them? <laughs> <laughs> The devil and them. Um, <laughs> the oh devil God. and them. Um, one thing I noticed on di- the God and me on director Same. Tyler Hayward's desk in uh, at, at Sword headquarters. There's a crystal ball there. On the left side of the desk is a crystal ball. On the right is a glass, a, a mug with a with a magnifying glass. But the crystal ball is important, particularly in this theme, is because in Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch of the West looked through a ball to see the present. She used it as a remote viewing device. She also was spying on my niggas with that crystal ball. Not only does my man have a crystal ball, all the diplomas in his office are arranged in a hex with one in the center. So, again, this, this whole witch twisted. stuff. Is this guy also some type of witch? What's man, going on? Is, is he Oz? What's going on? The great and powerful. Didn't you say something about him being charmed? Or what was the line? Um, Darcy, when, when Darcy showed them the broadcast... At that point, Doctor Doctor Director Haywood's like he starts barking out orders. Y'all need to make sure y'all recording this. I need to get back to headquarters. You know he's pretty brash about it, right? But you know he says what he needs to say and he dips. And Doctor Darcy says, "Oh, he's charming." Like she says it in a facetious way. She thinks he's a dickhead, whatever. But again, that idea of charmed and being charmed. Um, when Agnes first meets Wanda in episode one of this show, and Wanda says, "Hi, I'm Wanda." Agnes shakes her hand and says, Wanda, charmed. Again, that idea of charmed belonging to people who have powers or who are in control of different things. Charmed, glamour, all that keeps coming up. All Shit is references wild. just like the show Charmed, you know, just come on now. Shit is wild. Yep. Uh, and then finally, the last theme is of space because um, Sword itself. Um, yes. We told y'all before how they're g- you're going to be introduced to a lot of different organizations that have a- that are acronyms. And this version of the MCU, SWORD stands for Sentient 
Weapons Observation Response Department. In the comics, it stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Yep. Um, there are references to Monica going into space. Like apparently when before she got blipped, she would be going into space to do missions. And this time Dr. Hayward, Director Hayward rather says, Oh, you're grounded for going to space. You can only do terrestrial missions. And that was part of a protocol that her mother Maria set up in the event that the infinity people infinity faded people returned. Allegedly, Chris. Allegedly. Her mother set up. Yeah. Allegedly. Right. Sounds real good. It, I, I I don't trust my nigga. So yeah. um Monica asks Director right, right. Hayward about the astronaut training program. And then, obviously, I mentioned before about the idea of scrolls. That's all space and Captain Marvel shit. Also, people have, you know, because people love their theories, that the Fantastic Four, which we know are coming to the MCU very soon, are being seated right here because Monica asked about the astronaut training program and That's what happened them. To the other people who got blipped away, the astronauts who got blipped away and came back. Yeah. That's the fantastic four. Yeah. And, and Hayward says, Hayward says, well, nobody's really coming. He said he lost half of them. Yeah. The other half ain't really coming back. You know, he and Monica's the first at, after three weeks after everyone coming back, Monica's the first to report to work. So that's why I'll send her on this mission. Sure, guy. Yeah. Yeah, something whatever. Not right. Yep. So that's it for the themes. Next up, we have the characters, you know, all the new characters, all characters that we got some new theories on. We got the return of Dar- Dr. Darcy, now a doctor, because before she was just interning it up. Now she mm-hmm. done stepped her game up. Is Dr. Darcy Lewis. From Kat Thor. Dennis, from Thor, killing it as always. Shorty is dope, just a dope actor. I mean, just so good, you know, so good as Darcy. Like I said, I went back and watched The Dark World because I needed more Darcy. That's she was on Two Broke Girls, right? Yep. Okay. And turned that show into a hit. And I was like, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. she got her, something going. Yeah, so her from Thor. And again, I, I love the TV shows that have the direction because I like, like, this is the way you integrate television and movies and integrate stories and characters. Ha- make them have sense and go together. Mm-hmm. DC, I'm talking to you. Yeah. We also get the return of Agent Wu, Randall Park, the FBI agent from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I rewatched that recently, and I saw the whole magic thing when he walks up to Monica and pops the card out because he was so enamored. Yeah, with remember magic. he was doing that card trick. Oh, he was, he was trying to figure out. To he was trying to do it cool. Ant-Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now he got it out five years later. My man walks up like a boss. Like, gotcha. yeah, he was so proud of himself. So uh, proud of himself. We mentioned director Tyler Hayward a million times in big uh, bold letters. We got to tell y'all we don't trust him. Not at all. <laughs> at all. Uh, Not he's possibly related all. to Eric Hayward. I think it's Eric, for, uh, another Hayward from Agents of Shield show, who turned out to be a Hydra agent himself. That Hayward was known to have a sister, but wasn't known to have any brothers. So this might be cousin Hayward. Who knows? But they all corrupt. But if your cousin's corrupt, yep, you got to say be. you I mean, are. But really. chances are, not really. Damn, but like, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I got maybe. Some cousins, so. Yeah. <laughs> I might I'm, be a I'm not saying if your cousin's a criminal, you're going to be a criminal, but I'm just saying if y'all cool, yeah, then we both y'all might dabble. Down. Yeah, you know, that's how, it, that's how it go down. You, know? you might dabble. Shout out to my cousins. You know. uh, as you said, we meet a lot of new characters, and, and new old. New in the sense that you find out their real names, but mm-hmm. old characters because they're all the talents people that we've been introduced to already. Word. We, have, we mentioned Norm. His real name is Abilash Tendon. Mm-hmm. Um, Herb, his real name is John Collins. Mr. and Mrs. Hart, their names are Todd and Sharon Davis. Jones, the guys with the porn stash, his name is Harold Copter. Uh, and Beverly, uh, the woman who was at the, the ladies' um, meeting yep. that was talking to Wanda, her real name is Isabel Matsueda. Yep. 
And the special thing about them is all of those people that live in Westview, those names anyway, they're named after actual IRL in real life people that work on the Disney Plus Marvel show or in Marvel. Mm-hmm. As well as some of the people that you saw in the credits in the first black and white episode, when you see those credits scrolling up, some of those people as well work on Marvel or work on WandaVision. So, yeah, yeah, it's that weird show within the show once again. Yeah, the fourth world stuff. Uh, Dottie. Dottie is special, though, because yes. she isn't in on, well, well, two people are special, but particularly Dottie uh, as a talent person. She's not on the board at all. Uh, mm-hmm. as, I, I think you zoomed in on that shot where they show the whole board. Yeah. She's not in any of the accompanying pictures. She doesn't have her own personal profile. She's just not there. Yes. Um, what about Dottie do you want to mention? Dottie's the devil. <laughs> Explain. What do you mean? Okay, my theory is that Dottie is Mephisto, right? Because in episode two, Adnan says Dottie is the key to this town. She also says that when Dottie says the devil's in the details, Adnan says that's not the only place he is. You know, reference into at first we thought it was about the town or something, but I think it's actually specifically about Dottie. The only thing that throws this theory off for me is that Dottie presses Wanda to know who she is, you know, and if she's Mephisto in control of all this, I would think she knows who she is. But in the meta side of it, uh, we know that from the internet's Fahey, Kevin Fahey himself, specifically wanted to meet the actress who plays Dottie before she was cast. So her role special is about something her. important and will probably come up in later MCU projects. So he was like, nah, I got to make sure you fit. Make sure you work. So yeah. okay, I like it. Another I'm leaning on Dottie's the devil. Another suspicious thing is um, Agnes is on the board, yep. but her profile is the only one not accompanied by a real name nor a state ID. If you if you all pause that scene and look at all the pictures, or even before, if you pause the scenes where they show those profile pages, you know they have a whole bunch of information written there. They have their real name and their stage name, and then their their New Jersey ID. Agnes has no real name nor an ID. And you can, and it's too far away. And, and maybe if you have some super 8K TV, you can zoom in and read what her stuff says. But you can't really nah. read her information. And it just says Agnes. Yep. So who to, again? Agatha Harkness. But you know what is her role in all of this? And Agatha I guess that that that's the question, literally and figuratively. What is her role? You don't have her name. What is her purpose? Mm, we shall mm. find out. But like we said, in some of the trailers, we've seen her refer to Vision as dead once Vision touches her and seems to wake her up from the spell. Just like that information that we got about uh, Abalash that we find out when Vision awakens him in an episode or in a segment that we haven't seen as an audience yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Just like the trailer. We ain't seen that yet either, obviously, other than if you watch the trailer. It's, it's just really wild, but it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And again, I like this episode so much, besides the, the obvious cool shit, but also because it's starting to help connect the dots. And that's really what a lot of people, that's really the main complaint of people who say maybe yeah. stuff is too slow because they can't easily or quickly connect the dots. It takes time and effort. And, you know, whether people are spoiled and they want to do all that or they just simply are just, just excited, it's just yeah. like, give it a chance. I think it's more exciting and also it's because I don't think it's spoiled as much as like I know what you're saying about how people are, you know, they get all the episodes at once, but people are kind of used to mystery. But it's also I think it's the MCU, you know, people want to know how does this fit? And now this mm-hmm. finally is giving you, OK, this is three weeks after Endgame. This is before Far From Home. 
which led to a lot of people's theories. People think that the J. Jonah Jameson we see at the end of Far From Home is actually from the Sony universe. Uh, he absolutely Wanda, is. They said as much. Okay, I, well, I forgot Wanda, who specifically, but they said as much. It's the same motherfucker. Okay, so is Wanda kicking that off? So that's what I'm saying. Is WandaVision mm. happening? And then we are already seen. We've already seen she's the effects merging, of Far From Home. She's merging the Sony universes into yeah. the MCU universe. Since there you go. I mean that and, that that would be the in-story explanation for the purchase Disney made. And then we would also see the madness of the multiverse coming up. And we already know that Quicksilver from the X-Men is going to show up in this with in WandaVision. You know, allegedly at least we think allegedly. Pretty much I, I, I seen him on the IMDb. I don't know. The, and remember, the IMDb is active, so they be changing that shit all the, time. That all the time. But it said at the time I saw it, it said two episodes. Yeah. So we shall see what happens with him, and that means because he's known as a mutant, and if he comes in and is like, you know, I come from Professor Xavier's school, I'm a mutant. Oh, you're my, you know. That'll be the first time in MCU you heard the word mutant. You know that that's that that my Humble heart is gonna stop when that happens. <laughs> yeah, we, out, we out of here right then. All right, let's get into these Easter eggs real quick so we can yeah. finish this show. Yeah. Up. Also, no commercials this episode. Uh, yep. In 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 the in the actual show, the WandaVision mm-hmm. show, um, we do see that commercial from episode two playing again. That Hydra Watch commercial. It was curious how Darcy just seemed to ignore that commercial too, which bugged me out because like, come on now, like that's that that's something you should be paying attention to when Hydra shows up. But you know. remember, she was invested in this character in the show. Yeah. Right, yeah. Come on, <laughs> Easter eggs. Everything, Darcy. <laughs> Easter eggs and inspirations. Go. Yep. The aspect ratio is back to widescreen since we're out of the WandaVision. It quickly switches back to the, what is it, three by four mm-hmm. when we see Darcy watching it. And when the camera goes in on Wanda after Darcy stops watching, it goes to the three by four, but then switches quickly back to 16 by nine again because it's back to the MCU style when Wanda uses her powers to jet Geraldine on out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like we said before, it's the real powers instead of that, you know, smoke and nonsense or practical effects. It, we get back to CGI effects. Uh, sword was founded by Maria Rambeau. Also, when we first see the sword base, we see the sword has their symbol in the lobby, just like Shield had their symbol in the mm-hmm. lobby before. We see the big screens showing all the reactions to the blip. And something I noticed is Sword has a gigantic hanger. Like, I mean, Huge. a stupid size It's hanger. dumb big. Dumb big. Bigger than the building that they're in. And that looked dumb big when uh-huh. you see it from the interior. So they are obviously on some Fantastic Four building some ship that can go, you know, to the next level. Yeah. So we'll see what that's all about. And, and that's just the on-world, the on-Earth headquarters view. Because technically, S.W.O.R.D. is in space. They have, well, At least in the comics, thing. in the comics and the animation, they have a gigantic space station. Which it might, is called the Peak. And is that the peak being built in there at this point? Could be. A year later in Far From Home is Fury on the peak right now when we see him in that post credit sequence. My nigga could be. You know? All right. Could be. Uh, we talked about this cosmic background radiation, how it's like the TV screen, how the mm-hmm. longer... Um, this is the longer wavelength of it. Yeah. Yes, is what creates the TV screen that we can watch on old school TVs, et cetera, et cetera. Also, that it comes from the Big Bang and the Infinity Stones. Won't want mm-hmm. you know all that. Wanda got that in her. That's what made the field. That's what made everything. That's what Wanda got mm-hmm. going on. And then I was thinking, like the fact that not just it, you have that that energy field is made has high levels of CMBR, but then they said intertwining that is that one 
loan and signal, right? That old yep. school analog broadcast signal. And to mm-hmm. me, I thought, well, is that the signal of Wanda's life force? Because the 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 anomaly takes the form of you said it, perhaps it could be her childhood memories, how she grew up, the show she used to watch when she was in um, Sokovia, wherever she was from. Maybe she watched American shows that that highlighted American life at that time. And maybe that's what she thought a perfect life would be. And that's part of her illusion. Is this considered Wanda's universe then? That's what I was thinking. Interesting. Good questions right there. We also see uh, when Darcy pulls out her first thing to watch this on, what is called on the show a physio stroke by Lexington Instruments. Uh, we've always seen this joint in mad old school movies. I mean, mm-hmm. super, super old school, like 1950s, 60s. You'll see these type of instruments and stuff. We don't know exactly what it's called. If anyone out there does, let us know. Hit us up in yeah. the comments. Hit us up on social. Like, it has a real go. name, and I cannot remember what it's me. called. Like, it's the thing that measures frequencies. And, and as Benjamin said, spectrograph. I, I don't know. But, like, when you when you Google physiograph, nothing pops up. Nothing of, of related pops up. But, um, uh, let me see something. Because I'm uh, apparently this can, that Lexington stuff can also be a reference to a mutant, a comic book character called Alexander Lex Lexington. Um, they appeared in X Men Volume 2, which is number 178, and they're a mutant who serves in the military. You so got me. It, it could be. Um, Supposedly, it's also related to House of M. It's a, it could just be a one-off type of reference, but the point yeah. is why they named it that means something. Um, uh, Monica's drone is also important um, in terms of Easter eggs. Why is that? Yes, it's painted in Captain Monica's colors, you know, the red, yellow, and gold that uh, actually she chose for her. I mean, the red, gold, and blue that um, Monica chose as a child. She told her, these are the colors you need to rock. Mm-hmm. So she puts it on the drone. It's also numbered 85. Uh, the No, the drone is numbered SR-57 for the first appearance of Vision in the 57th issue of Avengers. The truck that Monica's driving is numbered 8512 for 1985-12 issue limited series that we've talked about before by Steve Englehart. Damn, that's Vision, a deep cut. Deep cut. We, and those numbers have been referenced before. We talked about uh, that, that 12 issue series, which is when Wanda and Vision move to a New Jersey town to mm. try and live a normal life and when they first have the twins. So a lot of the numbers, not every number, but a lot of the numbers, the prominent numbers mean stuff in this show. Yes. All right. Now, the last reference is the dreaming of the white vision that we were talking about before. As we've seen before in Infinity War, when Thanos removes the soul stone from Vision's forehead, he turned into this gray, dead version of Vision. Now, the comic book, we see this again when he, you know, in this brief, horrifying flash in this episode, in episode four. The comic book reference of this is in West Coast Avengers in issue, well, he appears as the White Vision of 45, but I think I would say in issue 43 or 44, he gets disassembled. Vision gets mm. drawn into this trap by these people. I can't even remember who they were. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> they, you know, draw him into this trap and completely disassemble him, take him completely apart. And that's when you see that he has organs and stuff inside of him mm. and a skin and all that, which led me to believe that my man, you know, got a penis and all that, but that's <laughs> a whole nother story because the author of these issues, the author and artist, John Byrne did not believe that. And this is why he wanted to do this 
because he wanted to keep Vision and Wanda separated because he's like, you know, he's he a never toaster. liked them together. He never liked them together. He always hated that. He's a type of guy who the stuff that he was raised on is how he feels like it should be. And when he was coming up, they weren't together. And Vision was this inhuman, artificial type dude. He was not the Vision that we know and love, right? Right. So when they reassemble him, they cannot manage to put him back together, Humpty Dumpty, the same way. He doesn't have that emotion. And he comes back drained of color. And he is this completely all-white Vision. Oh, wow. Like, outfit everything all white vision and he's back to that inhuman where he has the memories of his marriage to wanda but none of the emotion behind it so he can't even even like not even the conception of marriage made sense to him you know because he's just this robot mm-hmm. so Damn. that's what they're referencing with this issue with this white vision and this inhuman and people are thinking that we might see a version of this coming you know i I like the Red Vision, and I like, I'm like i loving what Bettany's been doing with the emotion, so I would not want to see this. So hopefully it's just a quick reference and not you know where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Just like I do not want to see Evil Wanda. Oh, my God, please don't well, do it. Are you kind of seeing Evil Wanda right now? I'm seeing it, but I, I feel <laughs> like it's the red herring. You know, I feel yeah. like that whole, you know, Wanda's behind everything. This is going to be House of M, Evil Wanda, and Wanda's going to be the villain in Doctor Strange, which is... What some people have been saying. I mean, right now she's technically Blech. the villain. She's she's technically kidnapped people. Technically she Blech. has. She's kidnapped people. People please are missing. These are real please. people who are in this dream world. I don't want to see it. Listen. Wizak. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the music then. All right. The music in this episode, not much, but really dope choice is Jimi Hendrix, Voodoo Child, Slight Return. One of the greatest pieces of guitar work ever Beautiful. recorded. I mean, just Jimmy being Jimmy absolutely destroying everything but the specific this is heard at the end of the episode as vision's given that what the hell's going on look you know (laughs) help me help me (laughs) but the lyrics that are heard over the credits are if i don't meet you no more in this world then uh, i'll meet you on the next one and don't be late don't be late that's the specific part that we hear you know if i don't meet you no more in this world Meeting them in the next one. Are they all dead? Is everyone in this town dead? You know, we don't know. We don't know. Um, from Wikipedia, the song is described as a perfect example of how Hendrix took the Delta Blues form and not only psychedelicized it, but cast an even more powerful spell by delivering the lyric in the voice of a voodoo priest. Hmm. So the lyric, the song is a spell. The song is about a voodoo priest. Voodoo is traditionally associated with uh, necromancy and the Magic. dead. Oh, Voodoo. It's getting, dark. it's getting dark and sad right now. Real sad. Darkness is spreading. If it, if it ends with Vision dead again, y'all, y'all, yeah, this review the, right the here man's a, mad. But you know what? We say again, but truth is he's already dead. Facts. He's already he's dead. Back. No, no. Uh, and what's the last song? Uh, we heard a little snippet of Help Me Rhonda again by the Beach Boys, the same song as heard. You know, in the earlier episode, once again, we see the other side of that when Doctor, I mean, not Doctor, when Agent Wu is trying to break through to the other side and talk to Wanda and we hear the song again that he interrupts. And once again, with his voice coming through, we hear to help me Wanda instead of help me Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Very dope. Very, very dope. Mm-hmm. You know, very smooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is our full review of episode four of WandaVision. 
We did it. We did it. We know we crammed a lot into a little bit of space, but we actually did really well. Um, yes. If you have any other theories you want to discuss with us or you want to you want to just go into more depth about something we said already, please make sure you do a few of the following things. Make sure you're following us on all socials. We're at For All Nerds. We're on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. We're on Instagram Heavy. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, we're everywhere. We're everywhere you are. Like mm-hmm. the, Isn't that like a Discover Car commercial? But anyway, <laughs> um, make, make sure you are subscribed to us on uh, our podcast, which you can actually listen to this in the first place, we're on your all of your favorite social, excuse me, podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We're all there. Make sure you're following for all nerds. And if you appreciate what you heard, you want to help us continue to bring you the magic, please consider supporting us at our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash for all nerds. And be sure to follow us as well. I'm Tatiana King. I'm DJ Ben Amin. And also make sure you're peeping us live broadcast every Monday on twitch.tv slash for all nerds. And once again, we still need a name. We still need a name. We still need. We, we, we got no merch. <laughs> Right, because like we have an amazing T Public store. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash for all nerds. We have incredible designs there from all of our previous review shows from the For All Nerds brand itself and the inclusion of Revolution Design, which I love. I already got two more things from there. But as nice. Benami said, we need some merch for this particular show. So help us name the show. We already have a few names that we've been thinking about, but we weren't 100% sold on it yet. No, none of them. So we need that name, you know, something. And it's not just about WandaVision. We will be covering uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I just looked it up today, y'all. This uh, WandaVision is nine episodes long. It'll end in March, the first week of March. And then there'll be a week off and then boom, right into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So So Disney Plus (laughs) is not playing we Not will be playing. here for all of that. So this is an MCU-centered podcast, so we need an MCU name because whenever Black Widow does drop, whenever Eternals drops, we'll be reviewing those. We might do some retro reviews and go back and talk about old MCU things. You know, it's a lot of potential here. So Lots of potential. Stay locked. Deuces. Deuces.